Well, hello there, and welcome to the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee. Hi, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thanks so much for being one of the two million downloads of the show. We have reached a milestone, and I cannot thank you enough for making that happen. You guys are truly, truly, truly helping to make the world a healthier place. Before we get going with the show today, I want to ask you a question. What do you get when 1,000 doctors, nurses, nutritionists, and just health enthusiasts all converge in one place? Well, you get magic, of course, and a healthier planet. That is exactly what's going to happen in just a couple of weeks as the Physicians Committee presents the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine, and it is not too late for you to join us. So what I want for you to do is just pencil in these dates, July 25th, 26th, and 27th. Just pencil them in on the calendars now, but keep a permanent marker handy because something tells me that you're going to be booking your ticket by the end of the show. Also going to be giving you a special discount code that can save you 20% off the cost of registration at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned. Now then, today I'm going to be joined by Dr. Neil Barnard, who's going to share with us everything that we need to know about this extraordinary three-day event. Of course, he's going to be headlining the conference, but there are so many other equally remarkable presenters that will be gracing the stage there. All of them are enormous names in the medical community, including Dr. Dean Ornish. This is a guy who has devoted the past three decades of his life to researching the effect of diet and lifestyle changes on chronic disease. His work has shown that it's possible to reverse even severe heart disease cases without drugs, without surgery, and the same for early-stage prostate cancer. Another cardiologist shaking up the medical community, Dr. Danielle Bellardo, she too will be there. You know, in just the last year alone, Dr. Bellardo has helped more than 100 of her patients transition to a whole food, plant-based diet, and in doing so, reverse heart disease, diabetes, and bring down high blood pressure. Dr. Robert Osfeld, another revolutionary mind in cardiac medicine, he will also be at ICNM. As will Dr. Ashley Bush, he's going to be flying all the way from Australia to speak there. And Dr. Bush has been instrumental in developing predictive tests for Alzheimer's disease and potential ways to combat its progression. The man is just super, super smart, super inspirational. As is Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams, he's going to be joining us. He's been on the show in the past, and if you're not familiar with his story, it is one that you're going to want to listen to. After turning around his own life with a plant-based diet, Eric is now making his burrow, not just the example of health for the rest of New York City, but for the entire world. 
And what's a conference without our own fiber queen, Lee Crosby? Lee is going to be there to talk about the connection between diet and cancer. And then dietitian Brenda Davis, she's going to be there deconstructing keto and paleo diets. And Dr. Lee Frame from George Washington University, she's going to be there talking about presenting the future of gut bacteria research. Amazing. Amazing. And of course, Dr. Hanna Kaliova, she will be there as well. Like Eric Adams, she is no stranger to the exam room. And she's actually going to be on the show today to give us a preview of her presentation. And this one is all about plant-powered metabolism. She has poured years into researching the effect that a diet that is free of meat and of dairy, what effect that has on your metabolism. And her findings are remarkable, especially for athletes, even just the weekend warriors out there. Heck, you know, just going up and down the stairs to do laundry can be considered a sport, according to some. <laughs> I forget which doctor said that on the show, but it still makes me laugh. Bottom line is everyone is going to be able to benefit from Dr. Kaliova's presentation and what it is she has to say on the show today. And then also today, we're going to be taking a trip into the heart of Washington, D.C., right down to the Grand Hyatt Hotel and into the kitchen with the chef who is dominating the plant-based game. And it just so happens the chef is also in charge of preparing the food at ICNM. You see, we're going to be doing a taste test of some of the amazing entrees that are going to be served up there. And man, oh man, what Chef Darren Lee can do in the kitchen is amazing. This classically trained chef is learning a new way of cooking, one without meat or dairy, one that's healthy and perhaps perhaps slightly more challenging, but it's a challenge that he has mastered. And we're going to be getting some insight on what he has planned for the menu. And we're also going to be learning about a brand new type of mushroom. At least it's brand new to me anyway. And basically everybody else that was in the room. Never heard of it. Maybe you have. We'll let you know what it is in just a little while. So what is going to happen when we taste six of his tasty creations? Not all of them will make the cut, and some tough decisions will need to be made. Are we up to the job? We'll find out. Before we welcome Dr. Barnard to the show, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is being brought to you by the Gregory J. Ryder Memorial Fund. And this is such an incredible fund that is truly doing remarkable work. The Gregory J. Ryder Fund supports organizations that carry on Greg Ryder's passion and his love for animals through rescue efforts and veganism and wildlife conservation. So I encourage you, please, right now, visit GregoryRyderFund.org. That's Gregory. R-E-I-T-E-R fund.org to learn more about Greg's story. You can also learn about animal issues and sign up for their newsletter while you're there. You can find a link to their website on the show notes for this episode. Come 
Coming up in just a couple of weeks, the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine in beautiful Washington, D.C., not too very far at all from where we are sitting uh, here today at the PCRM headquarters and the podcast studio. And uh, here to talk with me about that today is the gentleman who helped put this whole thing together. I think this was uh, your, your brainchild, was it not, Dr. Barnard? Uh, well, it's always been a team effort. Okay. And I want to tip my hat to Jill Eckert and Natalie Hardcastle and the, the whole team that pulls it together. This uh, this edition, 2019, how many years has this conference been going on now? Uh, 2013 was was the first one in this uh, in this series, and it's just bigger and better all the time. What was the idea behind this? Well, the idea is, is that people know a little bit about nutrition, but there is new research and exciting research and more power than ever. So I thought, let's really bring together the top experts in individual fields mm-hmm. and get them to share what they know. Uh, and so we have a, a huge – it will do your heart good to see all of these doctors who are saying, I want to put food to work. We talk a lot about the benefits of a plant-based diet here. But one of the things that struck me – and this will be my third year at the conference – one of the things that struck me was that some of the presenters at this conference also present – evidence about the health benefits. We've recently talked about fish, you know, so you may have somebody talking about omega-3s and fish and what they're finding there. So it is kind of well-rounded information. I think that that might be the best way to put it. It's, it's I think, very well-rounded because we pick people because they are the leaders in their own field. So, for example, our first speaker on that Friday morning is Paul Ridker. Harvard University, mm-hmm. and he's going to show, he's going to talk about heart disease and about the role of cholesterol, but about the fact that that only explains about half of it, and the other part is inflammation, and what in foods could be triggering the inflama- inflammatory process, and how do you put this together in an understandable way? Right on the heels of that is Jerry Schulman from Yale, uh, and Kit Peterson also from Yale. They, they, they uh, work together in this breakthrough research about what is it that causes type 2 diabetes, and that gives you a big take-home message about diet, too. Um, And all day long, it's just one top, top researcher after another. And the end Friday night is we're honoring Dean Ornish. Um, Eric Adams will be there, the borough president from uh, Brooklyn. Great guy. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful guy. And then we're honoring Dean Ornish for his incredible uh, work and I got to tell you, Dean's not done yet. He's uh, <laughs> after showing you could reverse heart disease and and really changing our understanding of prostate cancer and how we can just put the brakes on that with diet changes. and And Dean's just doing such exciting things, so we're we're awarding him and and, and just lots more. So anyway, the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine has has really made us proud. You know uh, who I'm particularly looking forward to? We, we had Dr. Robert Osfeld on the show recently. He's another cardiologist that I think is just fascinating. The work that he's doing up at Montefiore in the Bronx in New York is just groundbreaking stuff. I love the program that he's put together. Yeah. Uh, Rob, they, they, he's, he's as He's, he's just a, a, a genius in, in, in two things. Well, first of all, he's a great cardiologist. But secondly, he has a heart. And so he thinks, Let me, how do I really make this work for people who really need it? And so um, he has had a series of Saturday clinics where he himself brings the team together and he teaches. And he helps people to really change their lives. And what he's going to do with us is show, okay, you live in Indiana. You live in New Jersey. You live in California. You, know, you live in Europe. How can you do what I do? and make it work for you. So he'll be there. Michelle McMacken will be there. Um, Daniela Bellardo is going to be there. Lots. Um, Jamie Kane from New York. All, just leaders. Uh, 
Ted Barnett from Rochester, who's uh, just doing wonderful work in Rochester, is going to talk about a breakthrough method for changing not not just your clinic population, but but the whole community. Wow. Uh, Baxter Montgomery from Houston. Uh, so anyway, super exciting. And it's all super practical. Here's what you can do now. Yeah, I love that. And you know who else I'm really looking forward to is a, a local doctor, Dr. Lee Frame from GW yeah. and the microbiome presentation that she's going to do. She's another one that we've had on the show. And what she talked about, she gave me a preview. And I'm telling you, my mind is still blown weeks after that conversation. It's been a great partnership with GW. You know, GW, um, George Washington University School of Medicine has been partnering with us since the beginning. We're really thrilled with that. But they not only provide partnership, they provide some of our greatest folks. And Lee is, is um, a real mover and shaker. Yeah. And she talks about how the advancements in DNA research have really really in a big way furthered our understanding of gut microbiome and how they kind of work hand in hand. And it's just... Like I said, mind-blowing. That's right. And, and it all it comes out of research, but it all ends up in practicality because the lesson that you draw is, okay, eat this, not that. Mm-hmm. And this will change my health. It changes the gut microbiome. It changes all these things. And you've got your hands on the dial every time you eat. So we have these leaders who are out there in the field already. The other part of this conference that I'm really jazzed up about are the fact that you also have an abundance of medical students there, med students, the next generation of doctors who are there learning about this, knowing full well that the curriculums that they're getting in school right now probably don't touch much on nutrition. Uh, You said it, and it's very exciting to see the medical students there. We also have uh, dietitians, we have nurses there, we have uh, pharmacists and physician assistants. Uh, Most of the attendees are are doctors, Mm -hmm. and second biggest might be medical students, but we are real happy to have the whole medical team there. All right. And you're going to be there. So it is July 26th, 27th, special preview day, July 25th. So lots to do, really three wonderful days. The International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine, the Grand Hyatt here in Washington, D.C. Again, write these letters down, pcrm.org slash ICNM. That is the place to go to register to get your tickets. I know that they are moving fast. So if you're hearing this, now is the time to go ahead and register. Oh, let me, oh, let me, oh wait, let me, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> let me just, you, you mentioned the, the, the Thursday session, and I, I wanted to say a special word about that. What we've discovered over time is that some of the people who will attend say, wow, this is also mind-blowing, but I just need some ABCs. You know, like, what is cholesterol? You know, how do I eat for a healthy heart, cancer prevention? That's all Thursday. It's kind of the Nutrition 101, so to, well, maybe 201, but it's um, to, to really help people to, to get to get uh, comfortable with it. All right, so that's a, all right. Dip your toe day one, and then dive in day two. Yeah, exactly. All right, I love it. July twenty fifth, then Thursday, July twenty fifth is the place to be. Grand Hyatt Hotel. That's where you want to go. PCRM.org/slash/ICNM. Doctor Barnard, thank you so much for your time. Can't wait for the conference. It'll be fun. Thank you, Chuck. Excited yet? I know I am. Cannot wait. Dr. Barnard said it was going to be fun, and he is not lying. Matter of fact, I got to tell you that this conference is really very special to me. It was two years ago at my very first ICNM where I pitched the idea of doing the exam room. At the time, I was anchoring newscast for NBC Radio. As a major platform, and you know, people in broadcasting, some of them, they strive their entire career to reach this level. 
And I don't say that to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to give a little bit of perspective here. I'm all the way on this platform, but something was missing. I wanted to deliver news that really mattered. I wanted to be able to merge my passion for information and health and in turn inspire others so they can also change their lives. Because taking control of your health is the most empowering feeling in the entire world. And it's something that I feel so privileged to have been able to do. But not everyone feels as though they can. So many of us still feel hopeless. And that is why I wanted to do this show. I wanted to be able to talk directly to those people to let them know that all hope is not lost. They can lose weight. They can reverse or improve their diabetes. They can lower their risk of cancer and help manage it in many cases. They can lower their blood pressure and basically just reclaim their life. And so wanting to do that, I simply asked whether the Physicians Committee had a podcast. Turns out they didn't, but they had been thinking about doing one. So timing was fortuitous, my friend. And so with that, the seed was planted. And a few meetings later, we were off and running. By that Thanksgiving, as a matter of fact, our very first show was released. And since that time... We've had more than 2 million downloads of the show. This is the best job ever, and that is why ICNM will always hold a special place in my heart. I'm so excited that we're going to be doing live broadcasts of the exam room from the conference this year. All three days! July 25th, 26th, and 27th, we are going to be a broadcasting machine with a steady stream of medical marvels and inspiration that is going to be epic. And I would love for you to be with us live in person. In just a moment, I'm going to be joined by Dr. Hanna Kaliova, who is going to preview her presentation on plant-powered metabolism. But before she sits down in the exam room, I wanted to let you know that today's episode is being brought to you by the Gregory J. Ryder Memorial Fund. We absolutely cannot thank them enough for their support of the show. This is such an incredible organization, such an incredible fund that is doing really remarkable, exceptional work. The Rider Fund supports organizations that carry on Greg Ryder's passion and his love for animals through rescue efforts and veganism and wildlife conservation. I encourage you right now, visit GregoryRiderFund.org. That's Gregory, R-E-I-T-E-R Fund.org to learn more about Greg's story, about animal issues, and... While you're there, subscribe to their newsletter. And you can find a link to their website right now in the show notes for this episode. Talking about the upcoming International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine right here on the Exam Room Podcast, brought to you by the Physicians Committee, one of the many, many, many presenters 
who will be at this conference is our very own famed Director of Clinical Research here at the Physicians Committee, Dr. Hanna Kaliova. Welcome back to the program. Hi, Chuck. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this conference. This will be my third year being there. Right, so magic will happen mm-hmm. at this conference, and you, you, my dear, you have the magic wand this year. So, are, do you get nervous for these big presentations? Because there's going to be like a thousand people in the room. That's correct. But my um, biggest event uh, was with twenty thousand people. Whoa! So I think I'll be fine. You filled <laughs> a stadium. Well done. That, that was at the American Diabetes Association conference. Holy yeah. cow! Twenty. So you get people. you get nervous, you know, when you see the crowd. <laughs> I mean, it's, where was this thing? And, uh, yeah, it's there are not many convention centers that can accommodate uh, such a big event. Uh, there are only a couple in the United States. Um, yeah. Yeah. 20,000. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Look at you. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like in front of a regular old celebrity here. Um, so you are doing a very fun presentation, and this is one that uh, we get asked a lot about on the show, and I wish that we would talk more about it, and that is metabolism. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people think, you know, metabolism, if they're overweight, naturally they have a slow metabolism. Mm-hmm. You know, that was always kind of the thing. You know, even I thought when I was still overweight, well, I'm overweight, maybe my metabolism right. is slow, right? Never really took the time. To look too closely at what it was that I was eating, and yeah, it was probably the food and not the metabolism. But you're going to do a deep dive into this. You've put together mm-hmm. a wonderful presentation, and I'm hoping that over the next 20, 25 minutes, you can kind of give us a sneak preview of what's to come. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about this. The name of the presentation is Plant Powered Metabolism Wins the Race. I'm assuming that this is geared toward athletes, perhaps? Uh, exactly. Um, so many athletes are going vegan nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? You know, uh, it gives them a competitive edge. Uh, but how does it work? So we're, we are going to explore the mechanisms um, behind the vegan diets as well. You know, one of the people who is really famous, one of the athletes who is super famous in this plant-based arena is Scott Jurek, and he is the endurance athlete of all endurance athletes. This guy is just remarkable. If you're not familiar with him, he runs great distances, and he does so seemingly with ease. And I'm, I'm not talking like a marathon. I'm talking like this guy knocks out a marathon for breakfast and keeps right <laughs> on going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he has to be featured in your presentation, right? Exactly. I mean, um, you can hike an Appalachian, the Appalachian Trail for five or seven months, mm-hmm. but he ran it f- and he did it in 46 days. He was running 50 miles a day, you know, more than a marathon a day. Oh, yeah, that's for two four- marathons, basically. For 46 yeah. days Why straight, yeah. you know, sleeping two or three hours a day. Yeah. Only a vegan can do that, right? No, that's crazy. And the Appalachian Trail, if you're not familiar, is close to, I think, think 2200 miles that is a long way it basically spans Mm -hmm. the east coast of the united states um and it is really really long beautiful beautiful but i mean 2200 miles think about that 
That is a long way, Dr. Kaliova. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, but you cannot run the distance all of a sudden, you know, without training for it, right? Of course not. Um, so uh, Scott Jurek uh, didn't start from scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he has built up his momentum, of course. Uh, now, what's stopping you and me from running the distance in 46 days? What, what do you think, Chuck? Is it... A pair of sneakers and nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> <laughs> That's an easy fix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, he, he clearly has been training and, uh, you know, time off is enough. I mean, you tell me. I mean, you tell me what is preventing you and I other than an abundance of training. Right. So uh, is it shortness of breath when you're running that's stopping you? Uh, is it, you know, not having exercise enough uh, to train your heart? Or is it your burning muscles because of the lactic acid that's building up in the muscles? I, Which one is it? I, it's going to be a combination of both. But I think that anybody who hasn't exercised in a while right. and then feels that burn mm -hmm. in their calves, yes. especially for the first time in a while, it's like, oh, my goodness, they're on fire, you know? Uh, but so, yeah, that that would be the first stopping point. And I know when, when I first started running after I lost weight, even after I had lost weight, hadn't gone plant-based yet, I, w I would run and, I mean, I wouldn't be more than a tenth or a quarter of a mile in and my mm -hmm. calves would just be, I mean, it was like somebody took a match to these things. Absolutely. Yeah. So, talk to me. And um, how can diet help, you know, uh, if the lactic acid is building up in your, in your muscles, um, then adding more acid into the system through your diet Mm -hmm. will obviously slow down the process of, you know, processing the lactic acid and getting rid of it. Uh, in contrast to um, an alkaline diet that would help get rid of, of all the lactate and also, you know, improve the oxygen um, supply into the muscles. And that's one of the mechanisms behind the plant-based diet. Uh, when we look at the fast acid load, uh, in the diet, uh, the the animal products are fairly high in, right. in acid load. So, so, for example, three ounces of beef um, um, contain 7.8 um, uh, pre-renal acid load, uh, then salami 11.6, and cheese and eggs are a lot higher, 26 or 34 with Parmesan. So here's the thing. I th a lot of people associate dairy with not being right. an acid. They can say, you know, you have acids and you have bases and dairy would fall into right. the base category. But now here you're showing for for this, the dietary acid load, the Parmesan in particular here is just off the charts. Exactly. It's particularly the animal protein uh, that um, represents a, an additional burden for the kidneys. Mm -hmm. And the kidneys have to buffer all the acids that are coming through um, through all the animal protein. Well, let's flip that. Let's talk about plant-based proteins. What's the acid load for, you know, something like rye bread or something along those lines? Uh, so for rye bread, the, the acid load is a lot lower than mm -hmm. with animal products. It's about 4.0. Uh, 
with sugar, sugar is neutral. Is it you know? really? So, so many people like fear sugar, right? Like sugar is the killer. It's the white, pure and deadly, right? <laughs> oh, no, it's neutral. Uh, it's a little bit negative, actually. So mm. it helps with getting rid of the acids in your system. Uh, potatoes are in the negatives. That, that means they help, minus four. And the champion is spinach, minus 14. There you go, kids. Eat that spinach. Yeah, yeah. Love the leafy greens. Mm-hmm, exactly. That, so minus 14, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's literally then, I mean, with that funnel acid out of, like, if you eat something, say, minus 14, right? So you have the spinach in your system, but you eat the rye bread. Would that minus 14 acid load there, would that then counteract the positive four of the rye bread and basically just it like would it depends also it? on the uh, on the amounts sure. that you eat but absolutely wow even Good if you're uh, like ending up around zero or so it's a lot better than you know adding all the acids from the animal products okay and one cool study has also shown that the higher the dietary acid load the higher your risk of type 2 diabetes hmm. uh, so uh, a plant-based diet will reduce your acid load uh, which will not only help you to recover um, better from your workout and will enable you to be a better athlete and to perform better but it will also reduce your risk of type 2 diabetes I Let me ask you this question. Is it the high acid load that puts you at an increased risk of diabetes or is it the foods that, in this case, the examples that you cited, the beef, the chicken, the mm-hmm. salami, the cheese, right. all of those are higher in fat. What right. we've learned on this show is that, you know, a high fat mm-hmm. diet, you're at a significantly higher risk for developing diabetes. So which is it? Is it the acid or is it the fat from that particular diet? So it's both. Really? The, the dietary acid load is just another independent mechanism that adds to the risk. Okay. Wow. All right. Another reason how to go vegan. Fascinating. Um, Why to go vegan? Let's, yeah, uh, that, that, I had no idea. So then if you look at something like a, a keto diet then, you know, mm-hmm. which is very rich in, in meats, right. you know, but relatively low when it comes right. to plants, that right. then you would have a high acid load, correct? That's correct. Uh, and uh, that's why uh, the the high fatty uh, high fat diets increase your risk of diabetes it's just one of the mechanisms behind and you know the crazy thing is that keto diets have been also promoted for athletes yeah. as healthy diets yeah Uh, you know, a crossover study with athletes has shown uh, that when you compare a high-carbohydrate diet, a very plant-based diet, with a keto diet uh, for only four days in a crossover design uh, in healthy athletes, uh, then the high-fat diet, the keto diet, will decrease your performance and your endurance. Uh, so it will decrease your power by 7% and it will decrease your uh, endurance by 15%. Wow. Okay. Now, why is it? You know, what are other mechanisms behind the dietary acid load? So uh, one of the explanations is also uh, the... endotoxin formation in your gut okay. through your gut microbiome and these changes occur fairly quickly within days uh, and uh, researchers um, 
uh, Anderson uh, and colleagues who published the, this research in uh, obesity, one of the leading journals, mm-hmm. uh, have shown that after only a few days on a high-fat diet, uh, your endotoxin levels go up in, in your blood. Mm. Uh, and these have very um, harmful effects on your metabolism and increase your insulin resistance, your inflammation levels. And also, these same researchers have shown that the high-fat diet also uh, decreases glucose oxidation. Now, now, why is glucose oxidation so important? Well, first, tell us what glucose oxidation is right. for, for those who aren't you know, uh, familiar with that yet. Uh, so if you have a fuel uh, like glucose, for mm-hmm. example, if you burn wood, right, that's right. fuel. Right. Uh, and you, wanna, you need oxygen to burn, uh, to burn the wood. Right, right. And if you're really cold, you want a big fire. Absolutely. You don't want just a small one, right? Absolutely. And it's the same with metabolism. Uh, if you're burning the, the glucose, which is the fuel, uh, you need oxygen to do it in an effective way. Okay. Uh, so glucose is the fuel that comes in through all the food that we're eating. And uh, uh, if you oxidize it, if you burn it properly, you can get 34 molecules of ATP, which is like um, a metabolic currency. Mm-hmm. So let's say 34 points or 34 points or 34 metabolic um, metabolic points. Yeah. Uh, in contrast to only two uh, molecules of ATP, if you don't burn it properly and if 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 it if the glucose just uh, goes through glycolysis. Now, if the high-fat diet decreases uh, the glucose oxidation, that means uh, all the glucose that's coming in goes through, uh, you know, um, the glycolysis, which Mm -hmm. is the less efficient way of metabolizing glucose, which means you get less energy. You need energy if you're going to be an athlete, for goodness sakes, right? Absolutely. That's kind of crazy. All right. So note to self, if you're going to be an athlete, do not eat a high-fat diet, which, you know, I think back, I've covered football a lot, you know, extensively. That was my dream before I lost weight. I got the confidence to do it, wound up covering the NFL. And, you know, it's only been in recent years that some players have really started to open up and take a very close look at what it is that they're eating. But by and large... These guys, especially the big guys that are up front playing offensive and defensive line, Mm. you know, the 320, 330-pound guys, they're still eating an incredibly high-fat diet, you know? And so Mm. now I'm kind of talking to you, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if they cut a lot of that fat out of their diet, you know? Would they, say, feel better toward the end of the season? I'm assuming so. Yeah, it would be great to do a research study mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. and measure their metabolism uh, after they switch to a plant-based diet. That would be fascinating. I did do an interview with one uh, player who used to play here in Washington, a gentleman by the name of DJ Swearinger, and he was he played uh, defensive back, so he was a, a smaller guy mm-hmm. on the faster side. But I interviewed him toward the end of the season, and literally you know all of his teammates were walking around it was like they could barely even bring themselves to shuffle their feet Mm. Mm. and here's dj he just comes bounding right Mm. into the room like and he's feeling fresh as a daisy 
And it has to be because of his diet. You know, this guy was mm-hmm. 99% plant-based. Mm-hmm. You know, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. A plant-based diet can reduce the recovery time significantly. Mm-hmm. He was telling me before he did that, you know, I think he said it, it would take him till Thursday, almost Friday after a game right. on a Sunday right. to, to feel like himself again. And mm-hmm. now he's by Tuesday. I'm good to go. Wow. You know, maybe a little sore on yeah. Monday. But other than that, he's good to go. Which means you can train more, uh, which gives you an advantage over over your competitors. Right. So my next question is this, as is, is we talk about the effect of a high-fat diet on athletes, what about prolonging their performance as far as you see a guy like Tom Brady now who's into his 40s and still performing at a high level? I mean, is, is a plant-based diet almost like the fountain of youth then for athletes as well? Yeah, exactly. This, this is a fascinating area of research. So the mitochondria that are the powerhouse of our cells mm-hmm. um, are, uh, you know, in a in a normal, healthy individual, uh, they are performing well. Uh, when you have type 2 diabetes, you have less mitochondria and uh, they are smaller and they don't perform as well. So you don't get as much energy from the same meal, right? Right. Uh, and uh, the fascinating thing uh, is that even um, when your parents have type 2 diabetes and you are lean and healthy, uh, you develop a certain amount of insulin resistance mm. and you also produce less ATP, uh, the metabolic currency in your, in your muscles, mm-hmm. uh, which means that your glucose oxidation is less productive. Your mitochondria are not working as well. Right. Now, is it the genes or is it the recipes that circulate among, among the family members? Well, it's got to be the recipes. <laughs> uh, you know, those get passed down. Well, the genes do, too, for a certain extent, but you, you get no say in that matter. But the recipes, I mean, you know. As we've learned, genes are not destiny. You know, literally, right. it's, you know, they're kind of like a switch that you can almost flip on and off depending on what it is that you eat and what it is that you do. Can you think of any athletes that have aged well and that have achieved some significant success well, even in spite of their age? Yeah, we, we just talked about Tom Brady, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. about another uh, athlete that we had on the show, a cyclist, Olympic mm-hmm. cyclist, Dotsie Bosch. I mean, yeah. th- this woman is just, you know, you look at her and she looks 20 years younger than right. she actually is and she can still pedal like the wind. She started cycling at the age of 26. That's late. Right. Yeah. That's so late. Yeah. And she won the silver medal when she was 39. Mm-hmm. She was the oldest participant in the Olympic Games, <laughs> not talking about her silver medal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so 39 silver medal. And isn't there somebody else by the name of, uh, I think, uh, Ruth Heidrich? Heidrich yeah, that's, like that? yeah, that's an amazing story as well. Yeah. Older, older woman. Uh, she's like, going to be in your presentation, right? Exactly. Like it's never too late to switch to a plant-based diet. I, I mean, that's so that's so important. You know, is is it is never too late. That's something also that I broached with Dr. Barnard. It was mm-hmm. like, so you know, when is the ideal age right. to go plant-based? He's like, really, you know, as soon as possible. But it's never too late. Right. You know, because you, you get those benefits very, very quickly after yeah. beginning those diets. You know, people who have been struggling their entire lives, maybe they're they've just turned seventy and they discover this. You know, it's amazing that right. the, the things that can still happen even at that age. You mm-hmm. know, it's just mind blowing to me, Dr. Kaliova mind-blowing to yeah. me, you mm-hmm. know? Um, 
I mean, that's got to get you pretty pretty excited there about <laughs> the research. Um, I, I'd also be remiss if we didn't talk about the big one as far as athletes. It's always easier to perform when you weigh less, you have less mm-hmm. fat on you. Um, and as we know, the plant-based diet and weight loss, they kind of go hand in hand here. Exactly. And it's not only about the weight. It's about your body composition. Right. Uh, so the higher your lean mass, uh, the higher your VO2 max, uh, you know, the, the higher your physical um, fitness. Mm-hmm. And uh, the opposite, the lower your um, body fat, the higher your VO2 max. Outstanding. I like that. Um, let's flash forward another popular topic on the show. T- two of the most popular downloaded ep- uh, episodes ever had to do with this very topic. Gut microbiota, critical here. And I know that the microbiota for somebody on a plant-based diet is vastly different than somebody who's eating the standard American diet. Absolutely. 22% of your um, physical fitness can be explained by your gut microbiota mm-hmm. composition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it has been shown uh, that the composition of gut bacteria in people with type 2 diabetes is very different from people who are lean and healthy. Yeah. Uh, one particular bacteria called Fecalibacterium prausnitsi uh, is so lower. Wait, say that one again for us. <laughs> Let's just call it <laughs> F. prausnitsi, Fecalibacterium prausnitsi. Uh, So people with type 2 diabetes have lower counts of this particular bacteria. This bacteria produces the short-chain fatty acids that have so many metabolic benefits. So, uh, you know, lower counts have also, of this particular bacteria, have also been associated with uh, increased inflammation and increased insulin resistance in diabetes. Right. Now, is it reversible? If you uh, put them on a plant-based diet, are you able to feed this bacteria and, you know, increase the counts? I would assume so. That was the topic of our research. Okay. And we put people on a plant-based diet for 16 weeks. Right. And we were measuring all the gut bacteria. And we showed that after 16 weeks, this particular bacteria increased in their gut. Wow. Uh, and this increase also correlated with the the experienced uh, metabolic benefits with the decreased body weight, decreased fat mass, decreased visceral fat, and increased insulin sensitivity. So it seems like this particular bacteria is super important for our metabolism, and a plant-based diet will increase the counts. And that, you know, that's another mechanism how a plant-based diet promotes our metabolic health. I mean, that to me is just fascinating. And again, the fact that you can say that word uh, is is also <laughs> mind blowing. Did you take Latin growing up, perchance? Because that, yes. that just screams. I Latin, took Latin right? in high school for it, two years. It's classic pay- Latin. It's paying off now, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? It's great. Um, it's a good skill. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's kind of. Uh, I think you know. You tell me. I'll just throw this question out there to you. I mean, what else are you going to be covering in your presentation that you think is particularly? you know, of importance here, you know? Uh, So when you feed your gut bacteria well, that pays off. Right. Because you get all the metabolic benefits. But not many people realize that happy gut, happy you. Mm. It's also important for, for your brain, for the brain function. 
you know, it influences uh, the stress and anxiety levels. Many pe- people say, well, you know, a healthy diet, what is it worth if you are stressed out? Right. Well, the thing is, if you are on a healthy diet, you will be less stressed out even in the same environment. Right. Because of the benefits that you're getting from your gut, the gut-brain axis, it's called. That's so true. It will also improve your mood, and it will uh, improve um, the clarity of your thinking and of your brain function performance. That's why we have another athlete. I don't know if we can call him an athlete, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Oh, right? he's a dra- he's an athlete. He's at 100%. These guys have to sit behind the wheel of a car. He's a Formula One driver. Uh, You know, sit behind the wheel of a car going 200 and some odd miles an hour for hours on end. And that takes, one, physical endurance because you have to grip that wheel and kind of pray to God that you stay on the track. But, two, you just talked about that mental clarity. You have to stay laser focused that entire time. Laser focused. Absolutely. So, yeah, he's he's 100 percent an athlete. And I know Dr. Barnard is a huge fan of Lewis Hamilton, huge fan. And he's getting the benefits of a plant based diet. Absolutely. You know, and uh, let's just close with a quote from him. Um, I was born to race and to win. Amen to that. And we can experience it in our everyday life as well. That's awesome. I was born to race and to win. That's a yes. winner right there, Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton. That is a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, too, are a winner, Dr. Kaliova, and I can't wait for you to do the full presentation. That was just a taste of what it is that you're going to be talking about at the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine. Uh, by the way, uh, go sign up right now, pcrm.org slash ICNM. Use the promo code NutritionRx, the word nutrition and then RX like a prescription, Use that. You save 20% on admission. That is phenomenal. We want to see you there. You can see Dr. Kaliova's presentation in person. We'll be taping live episodes of the exam room while we're there. Dr. Barnard's going to be there. Dr. Ornish. I mean, so many movers and shakers in the plant-based community. It is just, it's literally going to be a who's who of just greatness in this one location at the Grand Hyatt. You have to be excited about this conference, right? Completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're passionate about this. I've said this every Mm -hmm. time you come on the show. is like you get the sparkle in your eye and the Mm -hmm. biggest smile on your face. You love talking about this. You believe in what it is that you do, and that shines through so much. And that's why I love having you on the show. (laughs) Thanks so much, Chuck. That's just a little sample of what Dr. Kaliofa is going to be bringing to the table at ICNM. I love it when she's on the show. She is so, so super smart. It just blows my mind every single time I get the opportunity to talk to her. Quick favor to ask before we move on. If you have not already done so, please give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at Chuck Carroll, WLC. That's Carroll with two R's and two L's, WLC, as always, standing for Weight Loss Champion. And the show, you can find them at PCRM. On Instagram, also at Chuck Carroll, WLC. But the show this time spelled out at Physicians Committee. Follow us, and then if you have any follow-up questions or comments, send them to us using the hashtag ExamRoomPodcast. Maybe there's something we didn't cover. Maybe there's something you're curious about. Just fire away and we will do our best to get back to you on an upcoming show.
we link up with Chef Darren Lee at the Grand Hyatt for what will be the most delicious segment in the history of the Exam Room Podcast. I wanted to remind you that today's episode is being brought to you by the Gregory J. Ryder Memorial Fund. And we cannot thank them enough for their continued support of the show. This is such an incredible fund that is doing truly exceptional work. There's not enough superlatives to describe these guys. The fund supports organizations that carry on Greg Ryder's passion and his love for animals through rescue efforts and veganism and even wildlife conservation. I encourage you, please visit GregoryRyderFund.org. That's Gregory, R-E-I-T-E-R, Fund.org to learn more about Greg's story, about issues facing animals, and you can also subscribe to their newsletter. You can find a link to their website right now in the show notes for this episode. Just about a week ago or so, myself and Emily Cologne, she does a wonderful job, by the way, of filming all of the episodes of The Exam Room. She and I went down to the Grant Hyatt Hotel where the conference is being held, along with Dr. Barnard's assistant, Natalie, and one of our nutrition gurus, Jill. Our mission that day was simple. Simple but important. We were to taste test the food that is going to be served at the conference and whittle down the menu. This... This was a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. So off we went, and when we got there, I had the opportunity to speak with Darren Lee, who was the executive sous chef there. And let me tell you, Chef Darren had spent the entire morning in the kitchen with his staff preparing an absolute feast for us. When we arrived at the hotel, we were taken to a small conference room, down an escalator and kind of tucked away from the hustle and bustle of the rest of the hotel. Inside that conference room, we found a single table, eloquently set with fresh linen napkins and a fresh linen tablecloth. And the silverware shined so magnificently. It went a step beyond sparkling, but was just shy of being blinding beautiful. It almost seemed like a shame to even touch the table since it was so marvelously set. It looked like it could belong in a museum. Just a few seconds later, we were joined by Chef Darren, and he was beaming with pride, and it would only be a few minutes before we discovered why he had this ear-to-ear grin. Turns out he had cooked it up in the kitchen, and he was thrilled with the way that everything had turned out. And so, as our mouths began to water and the anticipation began to build, we struck up a conversation. And I was curious, how familiar was he with the notion of an entirely plant-based menu? I want to ask you about the popularity of plant-based entrees and plant-based dishes since you've become a chef. How long have you been a chef now? Um, going on 13 years. And what have you noticed as far as trends in that direction over that time? Uh, absolutely, there's a trend of uh, vegan, um, gluten-free, uh, dairy-free, all types of allergies. Uh, but in particular, vegan, um, over the last few years, um, as recent, uh, there's been an almost exponential uh, boom of uh, vegan um, vegan diets, vegan requests. A vegan boom, he said. 
clearly this was not his first meat-free rodeo. But does he still find it challenging? One of the things that I noticed when I went plant-based is that it kind of forces you to be more creative in the kitchen and you open up the possibility to so many things. Have you found yourself getting more creative as well? Absolutely. It's, uh, as you said, it's, it's a challenge to create a balanced meal or at least in the traditional sense, um, having your protein, your starch, and your vegetables. Um, uh, but the truth is... Um, my whole life, uh, with the Asian background, um, my parents had always stressed about eating a balanced meal, um, including protein. Um, I think that you probably have learned is that you can get protein from literally everything, right? Yes, yes. you become more, more uh, creative, more resourceful in uh, looking at other um, ways to um, create a balanced diet. Um, as we know, beans... Uh, and that's the first thing I could think of, but all kinds of vegetables provide not just protein, but also uh, minerals and vitamins that uh, you, won't, you don't necessarily need from uh, a meat uh, protein, um, a meat diet. There were six dishes on the menu this day, beginning with a breakfast quiche. The servers carrying the quiche to the well-manicured table were dressed with an equally pleasant demeanor. They had this look in their eye, like they knew that our palates were about to do a happy dance. That looks wonderful. Thank you so much. We picked up our forks, careful not to stare directly at them and to shield ourselves from the bright glare bouncing off of the silverware. And seconds later... That is a tasty quiche. As we let the explosion of flavor dance on our tongue, Chef Darren eagerly details his amazing creation. So this one, it's a uh, tofu quiche, um, and we, see, uh, we added ingredients such as mushroom, leek, um, tomatoes, uh, all kinds of seasonal ingredients to, uh, to dress it up. And, and you'd find that, uh, those ingredients in traditional quiches as well, um, but minus the egg and the butter. Um, and we used, a, we used an egg replacer, which is uh, plant-based, um, to bind, uh, bind up everything. With a few bites in my belly and Chef Darren's recipe magic revealed, Emily asked me to share a few thoughts about this breakfast classic with the plant-based twist. I can't tell you the last time that I actually had a quiche. This is definitely the first since I switched to a plant-based diet, and this is as good as any quiches I've ever had in my entire life. This is fantastic. Chef Darren and staff have really, really knocked it out of the park here. Everyone in the room kind of felt like a kid on Christmas after opening their first present. There's still so much excitement knowing that there was plenty more where that had come from. And right on cue, the waitstaff returned, this time with lunch. It was a beautifully plated powerhouse spinach salad. Bright red pickled onions and red ripe strawberries offered this pop of color on top of a gorgeous bed of green leaves. And drizzled over top of everything, a shimmering poppy seed agave dressing. Chef Darren, meanwhile, was keeping a close eye on us as we took our first bite, waiting for the chance to sing the sweet praises of this salad masterpiece. What I didn't realize until I took a closer look at the menu was that these strawberries were locally sourced. 
We believe uh, being uh, being vegan, or or at least in our philosophy, not just for vegan, uh, but for for every for everybody um, in in our banquet functions in our restaurant, to source uh, locally, and not just for the quality of the product where you, you get it. Uh, as close as possible um, at its at its peak at its prime um, in terms of nutrition and uh, taste, um, and also it's it's uh, sustainable for uh, for the environment for the earth, um, and that's I think that's something that that we should always consider. Now I see that there are strawberries in this powerhouse spinach salad. I mean, does that mean that you actually went out and you picked these strawberries yourself? Is that how you spent your weekend, sir? <laughs> Actually, I spent my weekend on the lawn, but close <laughs> enough. <laughs> Jokes aside, what makes this powerhouse salad such a force to be reckoned with? It's just packed with nutrition and um, and everything that you need to to get started on your day, um, minus the uh, meat products, minus the egg, minus the cheese. You still get everything you need in a healthy salad. I should also mention that the salad was topped with fresh-shaved asparagus. It was a nice touch on an already beautiful creation. And now it was time to find out whether it was as good as it looks. The powerhouse spinach salad is really just incredible. I'm typically not even an onion guy, but this comes with pickled red onions that are off the chart. It was a weird thing for me actually enjoying an onion. Never did I think that, that would even be possible. But this pickled onion was seriously good. Next up was the first of two lasagnas. Now remember, our mission was to pare down the menu, so only one of them was going to make the final cut. First up, the Swiss chard, eggplant, and shiitake mushroom lasagna. Thank you. Gazing around the table as the servers brought in the plates, I could see everyone's eyes begin to pop out of their head. Greatness was once again being laid before us. The smell permeated the room in the best of ways as our mouth started sending a not-so-subtle message to our brain that we needed to dig in. Chef Darren did his best to go over the details of this towering masterpiece, but there was no holding us back. Not at this point. The tasting needed to happen, and it needed to happen right now. And within a couple of bites, the scores were in. Coming into this, I really had my heart set on the sweet potato lasagna, but this mushroom and Swiss chard and eggplant lasagna is really setting the bar so high. I'm really curious to see how the next dish can possibly stack up to this. This is a 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. Chef Darren explains how this lasagna earned such high marks. It's not your typical lasagna with cheese um, or meat. Um, and we use a lot of vegetables. And most of these vegetables, they, they go very well together. Um, the pasta sheets are whole grain, organic pasta sheets. And what we use to bind it together is um, a nutritional yeast. Um, and that is very nutritional. Um, but flavor-wise, it's, it's got a nice uh, nutty and cheesy flavor without the dairy. Uh, without the dairy. Um, and we paired that with a nice uh, local tomato sauce, pomodoro, um, and uh, some baby, uh, seasonal baby vegetables. 
Very simple, again. <laughs> it turns out there's a special connection here, too. The recipe is a tip of the hat to one of the biggest names at ICNM this year. So this recipe came from uh, Dean um, Ornish's uh, vegan recipe book. And I took that recipe, interpreted it a little bit the way I would, um, and just added a few extra components in there that I thought would be excellent. Now, we knew that we were just moments away from testing another lasagna. But we were also thinking, there's just no way. There is no way that this one could possibly be topped. Or could it? As it turns out, when this second lasagna was placed in front of us, it came with a secret weapon on the side. Wood-fired white asparagus. Now, before we talk about the lasagna, I've never even heard of wood-fired asparagus before. What is this? Well, neither have I. <laughs> it is, um, that's, that's the fun part about cooking is to, um, quote-unquote, experiment. And a lot of culinary, um, a, lot, a lot of culinary techniques, rather, are discovered accidentally. Or even recipes, somebody decided to put two things together, and now it's a classic recipe that we all learned in culinary school. <laughs> um, but uh, this particular lasagna recipe was given to me, um, which I never made before um, until today. And, and it has a laundry list of produce, which is good. Um, everything from corn, uh, broccoli, spinach, um, peppers, tomatoes, and even tofu and cashews. Um, and all that is, is just uh, it's cooked, uh, chopped up, and assembled together beautifully. Um, with a with a, a smear of cooked uh, sweet potato. By this point, our eyes had time to digest everything, but we hadn't yet taken a bite, and I wouldn't. Not until I learned what was on top. We took cashews and blended it up with uh, nutritional yeast, and essentially crusted the top of the lasagna, let it bake, and that formed its own cheese-like. Uh, baked uh, crust, and, and just beautiful on its own. Sufficiently informed, it was time to put this sweet potato lasagna with the cashew cheese to the test. That tastes amazing. Does not disappoint. Now we had a full-fledged debate on our hands. The second lasagna also received high marks from the judges. We had ourselves a split decision. But there could only be one at the conference. So what were we to do? Was there a compromise to be had? You bet there was. And we came up with a grand old plan that will remain under wraps. So you're going to have to come to the conference to see how we blended these two lasagnas together. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. So after talking it over and reaching a consensus, our bellies were starting to get full. But there was still more work to be done. Two dishes were left, the first of which had something I had never even heard of before. It was an ingredient and a fact that I was eager to share with Chef Darren. Maybe he could clue us in on this culinary mystery. I have never heard of a grilled trumpet royale mushroom, and you're, you're pairing that with roasted Japanese eggplant and uh, rosemary and lemon-scented asparagus. First of all, what is a grilled trumpet royale mushroom? 
It is a. Um, I, I, I cannot tell you the scientific name of the, <laughs> the mushroom. We're not looking for that. Just describe the mushroom. As long as it's delicious, uh, which it is, it's a uh, it's a thick stem mushroom, um, and it just lends a very uh, meaty, uh, for lack of a better word, <laughs> um, texture, and and that's the beauty of mushrooms is because of this texture that that you can uh, let go of the actual meat because um, you have the mushroom, and this particular mushroom is I personally love it. Um, and we get it from our local mushroom uh, purveyor. They work out in Pennsylvania, um, all kinds of mushrooms and a lot more mushrooms you've never encountered before. Um, and this just pairs very well with the Japanese eggplant um, and the leek uh, pesto, which is also vegan, no cheese in there, and, and that's absolutely de- delicious as well. Even after getting the lowdown, there were still a few questions left unanswered. When did you first discover this this grilled trumpet royale mushroom? And and is it the most exotic that you've worked with? Does it rank in the top ten even of exotic mushrooms? Um, nowadays, it's not as exotic. It's pretty uh, common. I'm pretty sure you can find it at Whole Foods or any of your um, upscale. Uh, or actually, even giant, you can find it. Wow! Now I know I'm really letting myself down. If it's available at Whole Foods or at Giant, man, I'm I'm slacking in my mushroom game. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not just portobellos. <laughs> Feeling that my fungus IQ had been raised by a point or two, it was time once again to raise our forks and answer another question, perhaps the most important one. Chef Darren said that that mushroom was absolutely delicious. Was he right? It wasn't long before I had my answer. Mmm, that is a tasty mushroom. It was everything he made it out to be and more, and it's something I'm going to be hunting for the next time I'm at the store. And if you're unfamiliar with it too, I highly recommend giving it a try. This mushroom is money. Now... The saying goes that all good things must come to an end. And after five amazing dishes, it was time for the final test. So one last time, the servers flooded the room, armed with amazing culinary creations in their hand. As they circled the table, ready to put the plates in front of us, a sense of sadness began to wash over the room. We didn't want this to end. For vegan foodies, this was like heaven, and we were in no hurry to come back to Earth. But as soon as the plates reached the table, that sadness lifted, because lo and behold, Chef Darren, he had one last surprise for us. This one has the royal uh, trumpet royal mushroom again sliced. The dish, vegan Napoleon of grilled vegetables, featuring the same mushroom we had fallen in love with just minutes earlier. That is layered along with roasted bell peppers um, and yellow squash and uh, tomato, sliced tomato. In between each layer, you have um, a beautiful, almost like a baba ganoush, uh, roasted eggplant spread uh, that's seasoned beautifully with some chopped parsley, very fresh, um, a little tart from the lemon juice. Um, and just just can't do any more justice to uh, to grilled vegetables. But the fun didn't stop there. 
This colorful Napoleon of grilled vegetables was paired with a beautiful side of gourmet mashed potatoes that were taken up to the next level. We added some uh, freshly grated horseradish, um, and that just that just gives it brings out the sweetness of the potato, and you don't need butter or cream to thicken that up and, um, and dress it up. Just a pinch of uh, chopped parsley, which we did here, um, and that's it. That's your mash. Sensing that no one at the table could contain themselves for much longer, Emily came by one final time to get my thoughts before diving in. The first thing I noticed about this dish was just the way that it was presented and plated. This is just absolutely beautiful. Look at this stack of vegetables, roasted to perfection. I'm so excited. Pair this with the mashed potatoes. This looks like it absolutely positively cannot miss, but the real test comes right now. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it was all I could have hoped for and more. The Napoleon with the alluring trumpet mushrooms was the perfect way to wrap up what had essentially become a six-course dinner. Chef Darren and staff proved that they are truly masters of the culinary arts, ready to take over the world of plant-based cooking. They, my friend, have the skills to make the taste thrills. We all left that day stuffed and gladly canceled whatever dinner plans we had. There simply was no more room. But it wouldn't have mattered anyway because nothing, absolutely nothing, was going to be able to top that. So, have you circled your calendar with permanent marker yet? I sure hope so. If that food and hearing about that lineup isn't enough to get you here to D.C., I don't know what is. I really don't. Maybe this. Maybe this. As promised, here is the discount code for you, my faithful exam room friend. Head over to pcrm.org slash ICNM and enter the promo code NutritionRx. That's NutritionRx. Enter that when you register to save 20% off the cost of admission. And remember, the conference kicks off with plant-based basics on July 25th and then goes full throttle on July 26th and 27th right here. Right here. Beautiful Washington, D.C. at the Grand Hyatt Hotel. Now, I've already heard from a bunch of exam room listeners who are planning to join us for the live broadcasts and the presenters. That loaded lineup, it is incredible. Dozens of the top names in the medical community will be sharing their latest findings on the link between diet and health. Dr. Barnard, of course, he's going to be there. Remember, Dr. Dean Ornish, he too will be there, as will Dr. Robert Osfeld. He's going to be there presenting research on how your heart is affected by what you eat. And I want you to be there too. So if you haven't already signed up, just enter the code NutritionRx when you register at pcrm.org slash ICNM, and you will save 20% off the cost of your ticket. That's code NutritionRx to save 20%. Last thing, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to The Exam Room wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Shoutcast, Stitcher, wherever it is that the finest audio is available, that is where you can find this very show. 
And I encourage you to subscribe so that we can continue to educate everyone about the effects of a plant-based diet on so many diseases. We're going to be delivering you inspiration every single week, guaranteed. So go ahead and subscribe. And when you do, if you would also be so kind as to leave a five-star rating and share it with a friend. And that's it. That is it. That is our big ICNM preview for this year. Hope to see you at the conference. My thanks again to Drs. Neil Barnard and Hannah Kaliova, as well as Chef Darren Lee and the talented staff at the Grand Hyatt Hotel for their incredible creations in the kitchen. So good. So, so good. And video of the food, if you want to see what it is that we've been talking about, by the way, should be up on our YouTube channel and on Facebook as well. I'm going to try to share that as well on my Twitter and Facebook, too. I'm telling you, your mouth, it's going to water. So when you look at it, don't say you haven't been warned. (laughs) For everyone here at the Physicians Committee, I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember... Keep it plant-based.